Welcome to Your Best Writing Life, an extension of the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Writers Conference held in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina. I'm your host, Linda Goldfarb. Each week, I bring you tips and strategies from experts in the writing and publishing industry to help you excel in your craft. And I am so very glad that you're listening in. Today, we're looking at the big impact of writing short Kindle books. I will tell you, today we're looking at this concept because for Christian writers, I do feel it's an area that we have not taken advantage of. This is what you're going to be finding out today. You'll find out why smaller books sell well, how a shorter book really is a quick win for you as an author. Also, you're going to discover what length your book should be to maximize your impact. And then we're going to wrap up with you know, how to publish the shorter book, what you need to know in that area. So stick around to the end. We also have a great giveaway. My industry expert is Shelly Hitz. Shelly has mentored writers since 2010. Her experience in writing 58 books and selling over a half a million copies solidifies that she is our go-to gal for today's content. And I will tell you, Shelly and her husband, CJ, are the hosts of Kingdom Writers Podcast, and together they create a powerful team to help you accomplish your goals inside their membership, Christian Book Academy. They have often been called pastors for writers. I like that. Shelly Hits, it is great to have you here on Your Best Writing Life. Thank you so much, Linda. I'm just thrilled to be here. Well, we're going to dive right into our content for today, and it's the big impact of writing short Kindle books. And as I mentioned, you've written and published 58 books since 2008, and many of them have been the shorter version book. Beyond writing those 58 books, you've sold a lot of them. I think that's the key (laughs) is, okay, we could write, but wow, you've sold a lot of books. Why did your shorter books sell so well? Yeah, I think there are many reasons. But first of all, a shorter book is easy for your readers to consume. So it's like you're able to give them the answer to their question or the encouragement they need, the entertainment they want, and they don't have to invest a ton of time. Now, we all know, you know, a longer book is valuable. And I'm not saying to never write those books, (laughs) but, you know, consider having at least one short book that your audience can can read, they can easily recommend. But, you know, a lot of readers will read over their lunch break or when they have a few minutes. And short books can often be finished within a couple of hours. And so we're all busy. We all have a lot to do. You know, you think of social media now and we have all of these really like quick videos and and our culture is getting that way. And not to say we have to succumb to the culture, but um, when we offer something of value that they can consume and that they'll actually finish, right? Right. <laughs> like they will actually be impacted because they read it. Mm. And I do like that. We we have to pay attention to our reader's lifestyle. We have to pay attention and be intentional to meet them where they live if we do that, it really is a win-win for everyone. So I appreciate that concept of let's write shorter. We can 
be more consumable. So we're palate worthy when we write shorter. (laughs) Very good. Well, and you had mentioned quick a couple times here. How is the shorter book a quick win for the author? Well, obviously it's quicker for you to write, but (laughs) you know, I believe almost anyone can, you know, finish a short Kindle ebook in let's say 90 days, but it builds a quick win that can then help us as writers build momentum for the next book. And let's face it, momentum feels great. It's like Dave Ramsey's um, snowball effect of getting out of debt. My husband and I did this. We were in like 70 or $80,000 of debt. And we use this this, um, snowball effect. And you start with the smallest one, you pay it off, you get that quick win, you get the momentum, and then you roll in that payment to the next one. And then you pay that one off. And it just feels good. You know, your brain gives you all those good chemicals because you finished something, you did something, you're getting reviews, you're getting great feedback on that book. And it gives you actually, guess what? Some royalties too (laughs) in the process. And, um, so I just wanted to share a few examples of some of the the shorter books that I've written as well. Is that okay? Certainly. Oh, bring it, bring it. Yes. So one of the series that I did was a gratitude series. And I didn't even plan on publishing my book that's now called Gratitude Journal. It's a 21-day gratitude challenge, but I was doing it for myself. And then I really sensed God leading me to publish it. I published it and then I felt God leading me into doing a series. So there was a 21-day challenge. Then we had a 21 um, prayers of gratitude. So there was a book on prayers. And then we had an anthology that we brought in a whole bunch of different writers, and they shared 21 stories of gratitude. And so we had the 21-day challenge, the 21 prayers, and then the 21 stories. Then I combined all three books into a bigger book that I titled A Life of Gratitude, and all four books have actually sold really well. So one of the benefits is, you know, I was selling books as I was writing the bigger book, right? (laughs) But some people just wanted the challenge. Some people just wanted the prayers. Some people wanted the stories. And with the stories, I also used the power of collaboration with many different authors, and we all promoted it. But then it also was you know, promoting the other books in the series. So that was one example. And then another example is we have a book called Forgiveness Formula that my husband and I wrote together. And there's a section in there about trusting God when bad things happen. And I got the idea just to take that section of the book out and have it as a standalone book on its own, because some people might not pick up a book on forgiveness, but they're interested in trusting God when bad things Mm. happen, right? Mm. And so that book has sold really well as well, but it was really just repurposed from a book I had already written. And then most recently, I published a book called Living Beyond Brokenness, and it has um, some different devotionals in there and some of my lettering artwork. And it's a short book, but again, people have loved it. And it's it's a follow-up to my my best-selling book, Broken Crayons Still Color, and so, you know, you you have so many different opportunities. I even did a whole series of cookbooks at one time. They are no longer available right now. I, I have um, retired that series, but I had seven different books on seven different types of recipes. Like one was lunch recipes, one was dinner recipes, and then I had them all together in one book at the end. And this is fabulous because it's a Kindle. 
And now I'll mention Kindle. And let me ask you this. When we say that we're going to write a Kindle book, is this available for other tablets and and in other format as as in EPUB? Or is it strictly a Kindle format? Now, this is up to you. I usually recommend if you're stuck or if you haven't been able to just get a book published, publishing a short Kindle ebook is the quickest, fastest, most affordable way to get started because there's not as many decisions. You don't have to buy an ISBN. You don't have to worry about all the different formats and all the different formatting for all the different things, right? (laughs) You're focused on one thing get the book out there. And Amazon, I mean, it really is, you know, a majority of our income. And so, I mean, you can do it on the other platforms. And what we found actually is that when we publish these as Kindle eBooks, we never thought about doing them in print or audiobook or other versions, but they sold so well and people liked them so much. We actually now have most of them in print and some of them even in audiobook. And the print, even though they're small books, those have sold fairly well as well. The Kindle still does better for us, but you know, you can put it in other formats, but it's going to be a lot more decisions. You know how publishing goes. Right, right. <laughs> you, you can also publish on all the other ebook p- platforms. Some of them require different formats and different, you know, requirements. But if you just want to get a quick win, I actually recommend let's just focus on one thing on one format, get it out there, get some feedback, and then you can always expand from there. Excellent. Excellent. Great word. I like that. Focus on one thing. And I think that that speaks into us, Shelly, in all areas of our life. We get caught up in the minutia of yes. and this and this and this. No, 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 because then we don't get any of them done. For yes. this one, focus on the one, get it done, quick win. Woohoo! We'll all cheer you on. <laughs> and we would love to hear from those of you that say, you know what? Based on today's episode, I'm going to go out and I'm going to create my first Kindle book. If you do that, we want to hear from you. You need to let us know. You can email me at yourbestwritinglife at gmail.com and I'll make sure and get it to Shelly. But we want to hear from you. Are you taking this to heart? And are you getting out there and kickstarting your first Kindle book? I really want to know. Really want to know. So here's the next question. What length do you recommend for a shorter book? What works for you or would work for us? Yeah, this is probably one of the most frequently asked questions I get (laughs) about this whole topic, you know, because we just want some guidelines. Like, is this too short? Is this too long? What am I aiming for? And when you kind of have an idea of what your goal is, then you can move forward. And what I recommend is around 10,000 words. That's not a lot, you know? I mean, some of our novels are, you know, 80,000 words, but we um, have found that 10,000 words typically will equal anywhere around 60 to 70 print pages. And like I said, we have put a lot of our shorter books in print as well. And we also have had books as short as 6,000 words. My 21 Prayers of Gratitude, I think it's like 6,600 words but people love it. And it has sold really, really well in both ebook and print. And so, and then we've had some that are up to 20,000. I mean, there's no set 
answer of like, you have to do it this way, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you get to choose, but unless you have a publisher, you know, that, that you're working with and you need to work it out with them. But if you're independently publishing and that's typically what we're talking about is getting this short Kindle ebook, even if you're a hybrid author, you can do this. And then it can also, these books, the thing is they can also market your other books. And maybe you're already traditionally published or you already have all these other books out there. You could strategically, you know, write a book that's then a lead in to your other books or your series or whatever it is you're doing. And so it can actually be a marketing asset for you. And we found that as well. We put a link to join our email list, you know, in the front, in the back and sprinkle it in where it makes sense. But you can also write a book like this that, you know, is helping you grow your platform. Like I said, you know, to grow your email list, you could offer it as, you know, a free KDP promotion occasionally. And, you know, we do that as well. So there's just so many options. Like if even if a short Kindle ebook isn't on your radar, maybe it could be, you know, because that's right. Maybe it could be that marketing assistant out there finding new people for your series that you didn't even know that you needed. No, and this is good. When you said that you could offer a free KDP ebook, that's available in what they offer, right? Because you set yeah. the price. Well, how it works is they have a program called KDP Select. And so if you would want to enter your book into that program, you do have to keep that particular ebook in that particular format exclusive to Amazon. Now you can have the other formats, print, audiobook, translations, large print, you know, you can have any other format in my, it's, it's my understanding. Um, cause I've, I've asked them about this. <laughs> you can have those other formats out there, but for that particular format, it does have to be exclusive. And then they allow you every 90 days to promote that book for free on their platform. And so just imagine like people are scrolling through free books. They're looking for a new read. They find your book, this short Kindle ebook that you've put out there. And then they get interested in your other books. I'm like, wow, I really like this. And so it definitely is something to consider. You can also do what's called a perma-free book. And that means the book is permanently free on Amazon. This takes a little bit more steps and it's not always guaranteed. You can't just price your book for free on Amazon. Typically what happens is that you will price your book for free on another platform, another ebook platform. So you would have to distribute your ebook in other places. And then you would let Amazon know this particular ebook is free on this platform um, and ask them to lower your price on their platform to free as well, because they always like to have the lowest prices, right? (laughs) Right, right. And so I've done that before too. There's multiple options, but if you have that short Kindle ebook, then guess what? You have so many different options. You may not want to offer your main book for free, but this shorter Kindle ebook, that might really feel good to you. So, you know, you have to pray about it and really seek God, but there are so many options once you publish a book like this. Oh, that's good. And I I like how you're saying that you can use it as a tool to welcome people into your realm of writing. Right. And say, wow, I've never heard of this person. I really like what they're offering here. Now that I've had a taste, I, I'm willing to go and invest in a paperback or, or a different, an audiobook whatever the other format is, 
So that's very good. Keep that in mind, friends. Keep that in mind. So yes, this to me is almost sounding like it. I mean, it's a perfect segue into what ways can a short book save an author money? Yeah. So if you're um, independently publishing, there are going to be some different costs involved. And so first of all, less words means less editing costs. <laughs> Typically, your editor is going to charge per word or per, you know, per project. And the more words you have, the more expensive editing will be, right? <laughs> and so when you have a shorter book, then you're going to save on editing costs. But also with a Kindle book in particular, now some other platforms do require ISBNs for eBooks. Some of them even offer, you know, the the ISBN for free. And there's all sorts of things. Like I said, there's a lot of decisions that can go into it. But if you're sticking with Kindle and you're saying, I'm just going to do a Kindle eBook right now, there's no ISBN needed. And Amazon will then assign you what's called an ASIN. So you get that ASIN there's no costs involved. And because there's no ISBN, it gives you more flexibility. So with an ISBN, you cannot change your book title. You have to actually retire that book and you have to republish a new edition with a new title, with a new ISBN. With a Kindle ebook, guess what? If your book falls flat, you can try to change the title and you don't have to do anything. Like <laughs> Because if you haven't assigned it an ISBN, you can change your your titles. And I've done that before. So sometimes it's a good way to test the market, right? To do a little bit of market research. But then with the book cover, you only need the ebook cover for this particular book. Now, there are some things to consider in case you do want to do a print you know, version later is to still get the images and print quality to let your designer know. And usually I always recommend get the original files, like the Photoshop files, pay for those because then you always have them. If you decide to do something later, you can use the same designer, but you can also use a different designer if they're not available and you can expand that easily into a print book cover. But the ebook cover, it's quicker, easier, and it's it's less expensive to have done. Typically, formatting costs are less expensive. Again, it's a shorter book, so it's going to take less time to format. And it's easier to DIY. So if you want to try to format your own book, there's a lot of different ways to format now. When I first got into publishing, it was like Microsoft Word was one of the only options. <laughs> right Now, I mean, InDesign has always been there, but you know, now there's so many options for authors and you might want to try to do it yourself, especially if you plan on publishing other books because it really saves on your cost. But ultimately, like I said earlier, it's quicker to write, which means you get to profit quicker, which in my mind is another way you actually save money, right? <laughs> it's like when you're renovating a home and they say every month you, that you wait, it's like you're carrying that mortgage cost. You're having to, to pay things. And as writers, I don't think we always think that way, but every month that goes by that you haven't publish that book and you're not earning book royalties from it is another month that you've lost that income. So when you can get to profit quicker, that can be another way to actually make you money, but in, in a, you know, kind of a reverse way, it saves you money. One thing I really appreciate of what you've shared with this, Shelly, is the importance of having 
and industry expert work on your project. Even though your project is a self-published, independently published project, having a professional edit is is a must. Yes. You do not want to put something out there. And if we think, well, it's less words, I can edit myself, I can do that. Shelly, have you tried to edit your own stuff? I don't see it. (laughs) I I don't see it. Or I believe there's already words there that no, that's not there, but they're in my head. So I can't afford not to have someone edit my stuff because I, it has to come out. That first impression has to be as best as we can make it. So having someone professionally edit your piece going to someone who is going to create a book cover that you love. True, you don't have to have a back cover, but that front cover is still what draws them in. Right. And brainstorming about titles. I know that's not something that that maybe we plan to talk about, but how important is that title when you're creating an ebook to capture somebody? Yeah. So the title and the book cover are the two things that are going to draw people in immediately. And if you're using it as a way to introduce new people to your other books as a marketing asset, as you know something that you really want to impact lives, then if somebody doesn't get past the title or the cover, you know, then they're never going to be impacted by that book. They're never going to be interested in reading your next book. And so it is so important And I really, really highly recommend that every person, like you said, get a professional edit, get a graphic designer who has experience with book covers. So I've had this this conversation in my academy with many people and 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 people still sometimes don't take my advice and they'll do Mm. it themselves. And I can tell, I I can tell. And, you know, it's one of those things that other people will, will see it as well. And there's so much competition out there. Why would you not do the thing. And it doesn't have to, like I said, it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. I mean, we have found resources that we can get this done at a, you know, in a budget, but just, you know, don't try to do those things yourself. Now the formatting, you can, you can learn it. And there's many programs out there that you can use templates and things that make your formatting look, you know, professional Right, and, you know, if you enjoy that, I personally don't. So I hire someone to do that too. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is very good because you want, even though it's short, we want it to be excellent. Right. And truly as sons and daughters of the most high God, whatever we put out there, we want it to be excellence. We want it to give God glory to the best of our ability. And I'm going to say, my friend, you're listening to this. So your mindset is already there. Your mindset is already ready to do the best that you can. That's why you're listening to this podcast. That's why you're listening to this episode. How can you make a big impact in the lives of your readers by utilizing that shorter Kindle version. This is important. God's brought you here for a reason. So as Shelly says, don't be one of the ones that stayed, you know, on the shore when they could have come out into the water and enjoy the refreshing of their 
industry, the refreshing of their ministry because they chose to take advantage of this and to write shorter books via Kindle. I think this is important. Where do you recommend we begin as writers who want to publish a shorter book? Well, the first thing I recommend doing is do a content audit. So what that means is what have you already written that could be a short Kindle book that could lead in, you know, depending on your goals, what is your goal with it? You know, if you're wanting it to lead into the other books in your series, or if you're wanting it to promote other things that you do or build your platform, you need to think strategically about that, but just do a content audit. What kind of things do you have? Like I said, I took a piece of one of my books out <laughs> and republished that as a separate book. And so you may have even content that you've written in your blog post. Maybe you've gotten a lot of really good feedback on a certain social media um, topic when you talk about it and you know it's hitting and resonating. Maybe there are certain emails that you get a lot of replies to. You know, you can look at the things, uh, you know, that that are resonating with your audience, but do a content audit and then, you know, see if there's anything you can repurpose. But if not, just start brainstorming. What are some ideas? And just let your mind go. Don't edit out anything at this point. Set a timer, let's say for five to 15 minutes, and just write as many ideas as you can. And, you know, I think just first of all, doing that content audit, see if you, you may already have something that you can work with to get this book done in record time, but you may also have just some ideas that once you get in that flow and you're doing that brain dump, which I call it, that something comes out that you didn't even expect. And this is good. If we're writers, we're going to have those items. I'm, I'm automatically thinking of so many files currently on my laptop right. that I put <laughs> into others, or some of them are talks that I've given over the years. They wouldn't make a full book, but I'm thinking, you know what? I could add a few questions to this, or I can add a few ponderings to it and make it something of value for my current listeners, for my current readers. Exactly. And I think that's key as well, is it must be valuable. Yes. You've got to ask yourself, why would they want this? What need is this meeting with my readers. What are your thoughts on that, Shelley? Exactly. You know, if you're, you don't want to just publish something to publish something, begin praying about it. I recommend having business meetings with God where you are really pressing in and asking God for those ideas, those God ideas, right? Not just good ideas, mm -hmm. but what are those God ideas? And I will tell you the best-selling books I've had are books that came out of those times of prayer or just those moments of God giving me an idea. And when we're writing, we want to think of, are we solving a pain point? Are we entertaining? Are we giving them some new knowledge? Like what are we doing to create value and, you know, to get them results. So with my gratitude series, people feel better, you know, after they go through it right? and then they recommend it to other people and it gets them a result they were looking for. And, and it does it in, in you know, 21 days, you know, <laughs> they, they don't have to read this huge, long scientific journal, you know, <laughs> to get the result that they were looking for. No, this is perfect. Well, you have given us a lot. So I would like us to move into an area 
to take a quick peek behind your personal curtain, if you don't mind. And would you share something about yourself that we probably wouldn't read in your first off bio? Yeah. So something that most people don't know about me is that I actually was part of the Pikes Peak Ascent race, which is kind of like, it's a little bit longer than a half marathon and you run, or for me, it was more of a power hike (laughs) to the top of Pikes Peak. I live in Colorado Springs, so we can see Pikes Peak out our window every day. My husband's a competitive runner. He has been sponsored for years. He's really good. He'll, He'll finish in the top 20. I'm more of the back of the pack, but in 2014, he trained me and I finished it. But not only that, I was chosen to be part of a team because I'm a writer. So they were wanting us to write blogs on our experience as we were training. So they, you know, gave us some freebies and some different things. And so I joke with my husband, yeah, you know, I was actually a sponsored runner as well. (laughs) (laughs) But I not only finished, I actually finished um, and beat my even my biggest goals. And so it just really just proved to me Mm. that, you know, And even with the whole thing with writing, you know, some people are just like, oh, I'm just not a writer or I'm not good at marketing or this isn't something that I'm good at. I'm not good at running. But you know what? When I set that goal, I hired a trainer in a way, you know, I I had my husband working with me, a coach, and then I diligently worked towards that goal and I exceeded any expectation that my physical Mm -hmm. body would ever be able to do what it did that day. And all glory to God. But it just it just proved to me that sometimes we can do things that we don't think we're good at. Oh, this is true. This is fabulous. And you're right. It, that is a great correlation for us to apply to so many areas of our life is maybe I've not done this before, but I certainly can. Right. And God is going to supply whatever it is. If we put our mind to it, we pray about it, we trust God in it. He has that forward momentum for us via the Holy Spirit, via other people in community, via friends of encouragers, the ability, even like with this today's episode, this is equipping someone to take a step that they've never thought they would even venture into. Exactly. Don't stay in the shadows step out and just just do it. Just come here and go, you know, I'm going to commit to this and I'm going to start the process. What I like, Shelly, is that you actually have something for our listeners that they could participate in. You, you offer the Procrastination to Publication Workshop. Would you tell us about that? Yeah. So, you know, this has been just so many years of people asking me, like, how do I do this? What do I do? Who do I hire? What steps do I take? And in this workshop, I really distill all of the knowledge and all of the experience that we've had through the years into a simple five-step system that, you know, you'll be able to use to self-publish or independently publish a quality Kindle ebook. We talked about that, right? Quality. Right. right. <laughs> Without breaking the bank. And you can do it in as little as 30 days. But, you know, it, it depends on how much time you have available. It depends on if you're repurposing content. It could take 90 days or longer. But however long it takes you, this is something that could really help you to take that next step. 
And so if you're interested and you just want, you know, to have someone that's gone through this before and, and to be able to get all the different outsourcers that we've used and the things that we recommend, um, you can check out that workshop. Yes. And I do have that in the show notes, everything that you need to know about Shelly in the show notes. So you'll be able to get that. Now, as we mentioned earlier, Shelly has a giveaway and I'd like for you, Shelly, talk to us about the publishing map download that our listener can get today right now. Yeah. So if you want to write and publish a book, but you're just like overwhelmed, you don't know where to start, this um, publishing map download could really help you. It's actually a visual. I'm an artist as well as a writer. And so I've created this artwork and I've shown you like in that artwork with the different steps, but then you also get a video of me sharing, you know, the different steps that you can take and it will just help you to get clarity. Like, is this, is this the direction I want to go? And some of you may be really in that mode of like, okay, I want to be traditionally published, but I'm kind of curious about self-publishing a short Kindle ebook and doing some hybrid stuff, this could be a first step for you. This is good. And we have that link in the show notes as well. Shelly, thank you. Concise, to the point, easy to do, easy to follow. You have given us what we need to start that momentum to really start crafting that quick or short Kindle ebook. Folks, how many of you have already started making a list of, wait, I could do it on this. I could do it on this. I could do it. I was doing that and I'm off to the side going, pay attention, pay attention. Yeah, but I could do this and this and this. I have to go back and listen in and then keep continue to make my notes. But Shelly, thank you so much for being here on Your Best Writing Life. A great asset for all of our listeners. You're very welcome. And I just love helping others to be able to really step into that calling that God has for you to write, publish, and market your books. Yeah, you do. You do. And we can hear your heart. I love it. And thank you, my friend. Thank you for joining us. Please take a moment, if you will, to share this podcast with another writer or two. Give us a star rating, post an episode review, and hit that subscribe button or the follow button, whatever you see on your podcasting platform. I greatly appreciate you because what you have to say matters as much as what you have to write. This is Linda Goldfarb, and I look forward to being here with you next time on Your Best Writing Life.